I am one voice that stands alone. I am one choice to man the throne. Stand good and take shots. Give it all I got. All I got is this microphone. All right. Welcome to Pulp Revelators. Um, we have our hiatus week between um, the Marvel shows, but coming up this week, very swiftly, we have two of the things that we've been talking about uh, throughout, well, since they were announced, basically. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up, and we have the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie coming on HBO Max. So first off, we're going to go ahead and start our conversation about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And to get the first opinion out there, I'm going to give it to our long-lost prodigal son, Jeffrey Sanders. Oh, no. Don't start with me. It's been a long time. Um, <laughs> honestly, I am really, really looking forward to this. Um, the previews, the trailers have been fantastic. Um, you know, I, you get the feel of where Marvel left off, you know, um, not including, obviously, what we just got done watching with WandaVision, but just coming off of kind of that endgame feel of all this has transpired, you now have handed off the shield, and, you know, what comes next? What's what's the next adventure? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, I think it's one of those things I'll probably pull, like, a late night Friday. I probably won't go to bed until just way past when I should. And at the moment it comes on, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm one of the first to watch it. And then share a bunch of spoilers with all you guys, because I know <laughs> that. So, you, heard, you all heard it first. Jeffrey Sanders will be staying up till 8.30 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, but other than that, you know, I, I'm just excited i think that the casting is great i want to see where they go with the story i want to see how this plays into the larger uh mcu uh picture and their plans for the next phase you know i'm i'm just excited i'm excited to see where what happens here but um i don't know you guys probably have looked a little bit more into some of the maybe even the easter eggs that were in the trailers because i i think that they're uh, already starting to do some of that so well, Jeff, you pointed out the one of the big things, right? I mean, WandaVision comes in in, in the post-Endgame uh, world, but really doesn't talk about Captain America. We don't get that storyline picked up. Last we saw was Old Man Cap past the shield, and we don't know what that's going to be like. And that's that's a, besides Tony Stark dying, that's one of the biggest things that can happen in the Avengers world in the MCU. So, um you know, and the way they're they're playing it, when we've talked a little bit, you know, Lethal Weapon and all of these, you know, duo scenes of the guys who, if one of the trailers has them calling themselves co-workers, not friends, not teammates, you know, just co-workers. And, and their, their chemistry on screen is funny together. Yeah, I think you guys yeah, are spot um, on. I mean, like where the... MCU WandaVision kind of expanded the MCU highway on the edges and this is going to drive smack dab down the center. I mean, this is going to like plow through. It's going to pick up where Endgame ended and it's going to just push the narrative forward for everything that's big that we know of in the MCU. And, and I, I, it's just going to be exciting to see where they pick up post Endgame, like you said. I'm not going to make any predictions. But um, it's uh, the one thing that uh, that I kind of enjoy is like how Mike just described how they're kind of starting them off um, basically as uh, Riggs and Murtaugh 
at the beginning of their relationship where they really strongly disliked one another but had to work together because they were forced to because of uh you know lethal weapon is because they were partnered together um and this is because there's a mission that requires both of them but you can kind of see almost like that begrudging friendship probably developing along the season so i'm looking forward to seeing that um kind of grow plus the and the one storyline that they're pulling into this, there's another storyline that I think they're pulling into it, but I'm not saying anything because as soon as I say it, it'll be like, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, but uh, they're pulling in the uh, uh, the U.S. agent storyline, the origin of the U.S. agent. And that was a terrific storyline when I was a kid, um, probably around Brooks's age, actually. Um, yep, that long ago, Brooks. Uh, <laughs> but it... Uh, they basically, you know, there had been a period where Cap stopped being Cap and he became nomad. And it was after he witnessed the leader of the secret empire kill himself. And he was a high up in the White House who was meant to be Richard Nixon, basically, because it was written during that time period. Um, but that's the storyline with um, the U.S. agent was the first time that the government actually stepped in. and was like, you either be Cap our way or you can't be Cap. So it was like taken away from them. And then the government picked who they thought was best. So we all know the government generally doesn't know what's best. So, you know, there's story, thousands of storylines that show that as a like cautionary tale. Um, so it, it, to see this storyline kind of uh, the genesis of it in the MCU, it's going to be really great to watch. Yeah, I'm interested also in how they're going to develop Agent 13 is how I think that they said what her name was, uh, Peggy Carter's niece. Mm -hmm. And she's been a recurring role and was even a flame for a short time there of Captain America. And it looks like she's kind of, I wonder if she's going to be like the straight one between, you know, uh, Falcon and and uh, Winter Soldier. If she's going to kind of, you know, help them to work things out because they don't seem to like each other. You know, I don't, I don't know what her role is, but I, I like the character. I like what she's done in the other movies, even though it's been small parts. Um, she she just does a great job. So I'm curious what she's going to do in here. And, and if the government's suspect, you know, in real life and in a lot of fiction, it's really suspect in the MCU. I mean, there's never a moment where, I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. was corrupt and was, yeah. you know, hijacked by Hydra and even S.W.O.R.D. I mean, they couldn't even last one TV series without Hayward going rogue and trying to kill Vision or take Vision over as, you know, a murder machine. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's, a, like you said, when the government comes in, there's nothing good can happen from that. And yeah. uh, in particularly in the MCU, I, I think we're gonna see US agent take some kind of turn. I'm still curious, I mean, if, if this is gonna lead into the Thunderbolts, that would be awesome if, you know, the appearance of Ross and the Hulk, you know, ended up co-opting with some of these things. Cause we still have, ghost out there from the ant-man series who's kind of you know who could be picked up for something like that and uh yep. it would be awesome if that's where this all headed yeah the mcu turned robert redford into a bad guy you know you know they're not they're not afraid to 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 tear people down i do think there was a i think mark pointed out during the week from one of the trailers that um, when Bucky and Sam are talking, Sam has a theory that, oh, it's one of the big three types of bad guys they fight, androids, aliens, and wizards. And I think we were hinting at that last episode, that there, you kind of have this cosmic 
uh, you know, the, the three different types of, of, of storylines that are coming out of this, which I think is pretty cool to hear them teased. Yeah. I thought that it's splintering off in those three worlds. And this one I kind of always assumed would be, you know, kind of the spy Tom Clancy version of the MCU. And we talked last week. I mean, the Winter Soldier is still my favorite movie, I think, in the MCU. And uh, I mean, for anybody who has Disney Plus, obviously, I mean, there's that Marvel Legends show that they're doing that's kind of recapping each of these characters. Watching, they, they have them for Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Sharon Carter, and Baron Zemo. And when you watch that, you get really psyched to see where this is all headed. I mean, there's so much that I had forgotten, honestly, about Zemo's role in the MCU already. Um, there's, it's gonna, it looks like it's gonna be a really awesome series. I have to say, I wish they'd do a little bit more with those Legends things, because they could go into the, some of their comic book stories and how they attack to the MCU. And basically it's just movie recaps, you know, yeah. which, which is helpful. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward and I'm hoping that um like Mark was hinting at that they continue the story of the US agent after this. Because he he actually is a character that kind of became his own. Like and it was neat because as he took over Cap, he didn't become this carbon copy of Cap that was just like, you know, look, there's another guy in the costume. I mean, he he messed it up and then spent like his career after that trying to make up for it, but still deep down is kind of arrogant and jerky so he's kind of like you know he's he's very similar to eddie brock venom in the comics like venom originally was just made to be the anti-spider-man like you know he was just another villain but then they kept developing him and developing him and he, he becomes the guy that you like but at the same time you're like oh that was the worst choice ever that you could have made so, and John Walker, the U.S. agent, was kind of the same way. I mean, they even forced him onto the uh, West Coast Avengers team, and he just butt heads with Hawkeye the entire time. So there's, like, another kind of, like, thematic thing you could see is, you know, later on down the road in the MCU, him being forced to partner with, with Hawkeye. And, you know, spoiler alert with the comics, they did not become Riggs and Murtaugh. They did not become buddies. <laughs> so, um <laughs> It, it's it's uh you know there's a lot they could do with that character another character in the series gary that i'm not really all that familiar with but maybe you can fill us in on a little bit from the comics is flag smasher it's you see her brought up and we know she's cast we know she's in it can you fill us in a little bit on that well in the original comics it's a male and um he usually gets his face bashed in by cap um but but he kind of has like um this group ultimatum that um, is in the comics, and they, you know, they wear they wear white masks, snake eyes masks with berets. So it looks like they traded that out for the Wild Dogs and this, which were a uh, white supremacist group that the U.S. agent went up against. You know, back then strongly hinted to be a white supremacist group, um, and you know they spoiler ear muscle on they 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 killed his parents. Um, you know, and he's kind of responsible for it because he had the tendency to kind of wig out. And um, when he wigged out, he basically would like almost hawk style, just slaughter these guys. So they were trying to shoot him and they shot his parents instead. But um, so they kind of combine those two. two. Um, Black Smasher is basically this ultra anarchist that wants all government to be overthrown and crushed. And the wild dogs are this militia, essentially. Um, so putting those two together, Flag Smasher, the character, um, the fact that they chose someone who had red hair 
It is red, right? You think yeah. kind of reddish Auburn? Okay. I, I have a tendency to be slightly colorblind. So I'll look at something and be like, oh, it's red. And my wife is like, it's, it's not red. But um, it's uh, so I said I wasn't going to make a prediction. Dang it. I will. Um, you know, the Red Skull's daughter, Sin, um, fell in with uh, with a group similar to how they're portraying the wild dogs. And um, or whatever they are. I might be getting the name of the group wrong. Anyway. But she kind of fell in with a group like that and was trying to earn the respect of her dad. And then surprise, surprise, the Red Skull came back later on in that story. So, so I'm wondering if they're doing that. I was just noticing the casting and just looking at her. And I'm like, man, that could totally be Sin, the Red Skull's daughter. So if it is, I said it before Tim did. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Now, I was, other than the MC, other than Winter so or Civil War, Zemo is not somebody who I know a lot about. And in reading, they've mentioned sometimes that Zemo is not always a bad guy per se, that sometimes he's just on a different side. And so, you know, I don't know, you could take somebody like Agatha Harkness and um, and though she was the bad guy, she accomplished some things. So will that be, will Zemo be that kind of guy? Like, will there be something good coming about from him or not so much i mean depending on when you're talking about in the comics no he's been everything from a hero to a supervillain of sorts i mean the the guy is, is brilliant um he's good with weapons he's just uh he's an anarchist he's kind of crazy is what he is and you know there was a whole run that i read where he was the leader of a team of uh was that young avengers was that what it was gary do you remember um, I figure you you were familiar, um, but anyway, uh, I, I had been reading, and he 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 took on the entire team, um, and he was he was leading a, a crew. It was at, it was before Civil War, or or right after. No, I'm take it back. Right after Civil War, and he was he was a good guy, all good. Um, now, whether he had ulterior motives and what happened after that, I can't even recall, you know, because I think he's sat on both sides of that. But um, I'm interested to see what the MCU does with him, because obviously, uh, you know, he's come out as a pretty horrible guy starting off with intentions because of what happened to him. He wanted to get even. So is there redemption for him? I, I just have no idea. When he first started, he was a complete and utter douche um you know he was the he was the son of a nazi he was the son of the nazi that was uh and he wanted revenge because cap caused his death um but he was also the son of the nazi that caused bucky's death it was a whole death thing um and as the years came over he became an ally of red skull one of the biggest stories he did in the comics was um he led this group of villains to include mr hyde um Goliath, just a bunch of them, and they literally stormed and took over Avengers Mansion and tortured their butler um, until well, Cap finally beat them. So, well, the Avengers, but Cap, you know, led them. So then he became part of the Thunderbolts, and they started writing him as, you know, he could, he's misunderstood sometimes, but he still kind of made, like, really, like, sketchy decisions. He was still, like, that bad guy that was good. It, it, it was like taking a mobster and saying, hey, you're in charge of this division of the police, essentially. He wanted to do good, but 
Hey, Joe, how about uh, anything Falcon Winter Soldier related that you're really amped about? Hey, Joe's um, on. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Um, Good, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I think I said this last time, a lot of what I know about a lot of the Marvel Universe and what they're doing is just from the movies. Um, and then things I either pick up and read here and there when I hear you guys talking about. Um, so, yeah, and I think I said it before, is like I'm really interested in that Bucky and uh, Falcon kind of buddy-buddy, kind of buddy-cop thing that they might have going on. Um, just seeing the dynamic of the two of them, you know, these two best friends of Captain America from different eras coming together to you know to 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 fulfill his legacy to continue that captain america legacy um you know and you know just watching the trailer i think they put out a new trailer today watching that of seeing how the role of captain america they're looking to have it filled they're looking to have it filled by someone else not necessarily by sam and then how the two of them are going to interact with uh, whatever the plot is as far as Zemo goes and as far as uh, uh, the other, I don't even know who they are, the girl with the mask and everything in there. So uh, I'm just really excited to see what they do with this and how they're going to, how they're going to portray them. I think when they interviewed the director this week, when they were talking about that relationship, they, you know, they said it would go as gritty as 48 hours as a buddy film and and then to a slick as lethal weapon which i thought was really interesting we've seen that lethal weapon feel in all the trailers that 48 hours gritty kind of midnight type grit street story we haven't seen much of and i'm, mm -hmm. I'm be really really curious to see what that looks like in a marvel world yeah Joe, Joe talked about them being from different eras, friends from different eras, and there's a scene in the trailer where it's right after the uh, androids, aliens, and wizards things, and Bucky mentions Gandalf, and, uh, and, and Sam's like, oh, you know Gandalf? And Bucky says, yeah, I read The Hobbit when it came out in 1937. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think that's something you don't really think about, you know, when you when you see these two get together, um, you know, and that that the two of them that that relationship kind of starts where they're sitting in the back of the car and they're watching Cap talk to Sharon Carter and they're both kind of rooting for him to kind of kiss her and like, hey, they both see it. That's when that relationship kind of the two of them realize that this is their friend and they want to see their friend do well they want to see their friend get the girl kind of thing you know um and so then that's when it kind of hits that yeah this is bucky's from the 19 you know 30s or wherever he was originally with cap um you know steve rogers you know when he was steve rogers just steve rogers scrawny kid from brooklyn who was getting beat up you know to sam who met him you know in dc running around the infinity pool and getting lapped, you know, on your left kind of thing, you know, in the, in the early, in, in whatever that movie came out, you know, early, later 2000s. So now you get, you get to see that dynamic of how two people from different eras interact with someone and they are related and connected by one person, you know, and you can even look at that. It's kind of, to me, it's kind of like looking at 
you know, people that you even know in your own life who you know two people, but you're connected by one person and someone, somebody maybe older or younger or whatever, but you're from different sides and how they interact with each other and how you interact with them um, is that dynamic. That's pretty cool. You know, like Mark said that, that grittier, you know, not necessarily, Oh, daytime kind of thing, that grittier 48 hours kind of rawness to it. Um, I think is, is, is going to be really cool to see. Something you touched on, Joe, that I'd forgotten about entirely until I watched those Marvel Legends shows was just how scrawny Chris Evans was in the beginning of that Captain America movie. That was incredible. Yeah. I don't know if he really lost all that weight or if that's what he normally is before he got all jacked up and worked out or if they'd CGI'd him to be that skinny. But my God, is he small in the beginning of that. It's really yeah. unbelievable. Well, funny enough that you say that, just just adding on to what you said about him being scrawny, it, I, I, I don't know where, it was in some Marvel thing behind the scenes, something I watched. Um, it was it was a body double. So Captain, that is a body double of someone else. And then they CGI'd Cat's face on him. So they basically shot it twice. That once makes with a lot Cat more sense, doing, yeah. Once with this, other body double doing it and then they kind of switch faces on them um for it because i was the same kind of way as you were mark i was like my god that man got really skinny for this kind of deal and then yeah. all of jacked up to do this <laughs> i've been that scrawny before i've never been that jacked up so if i was yeah. in a movie i don't know i could get maybe get that scrawny again but there's no way i could we could just take a small break in the recording or the yeah. film and i could yeah. just show up being that jacked up i mean it was really something that, that uh, makes, I'm glad you told me that. That made that that uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just really excited to see what Marvel TV has going forward. You know, we saw the little bit of, and especially especially knowing kind of that. I think WandaVision was supposed, or Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first. So this was supposed to be the first TV show, and then I think WandaVision, yep. with everything going on, um, they got reversed. So you saw WandaVision come in and you know, and just blow the roof off of Marvel television for what Disney plus has going on. And now we're getting into something different, you know, um, you know, we're getting into, uh, you know, that, 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 that next step of this Marvel, you know, TV universe as it would be. So. Yeah. And you guys brought up and I, you know, I take it for granted sometimes. And that uh, Bucky is just as time displaced as Captain America was. So I wonder if they're going to show um, any of that in this. Well, I mean, they already kind of have with him saying that he read The Hobbit when it came out. But, uh, you know, he, he's got, he goes through some of those same emotions that you've seen Cap go through in the movies where, you know, he, he knows he's out of place. He, he doesn't fit in. And then on Bucky, on top of that, you throw in now he has all these memories of all of the horrible acts that he did while he was under programming the Winter Soldier, um, where he wasn't necessarily making decisions to do those. Uh, he was programmed to do them. So I, I just wonder how, like with the comedic um, entries and the grittiness, like how they're going to play all that in together. Because it's, it's really some complicated characters. Um, like we keep using uh, Lethal Weapon as an example, but, you know, when when Riggs and Murtaugh are first um, introduced, I mean, obviously there's a backstory, but it was nowhere near as comp complicated as these guys' backstory is. Right. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays up with uh, the two different storylines. So 
I feel like um, there's a bit of the, of, this is all of a microcosm of the MCU in DC because Falcon Winter Soldier comes out on Friday, Snyder Cut of the Justice League comes out, what, Thursday? And does the world care, really? You know, in, in relation to Marvel, not so much. But the one thing that started to happen, and Mark, we've been sharing them around, the reviews for the Snyder Cut are really strong. Yeah, I, I couldn't have been any more surprised. I, I mean, I was not, I didn't see this coming. I mean, I, I think, you know, we talked about whether we're, you know, we're like talking about doing the show this week. And, and I was like, you know, yesterday, all of a sudden out of nowhere, not only is the Snyder Cut better than the original one, which is what I would have taken for all, everyone is saying, I, I have not seen it, obviously. I don't think any of us have seen it. Not only is it better than the, the the theatrical cut, it's one of the great superhero movies of all time. We're seeing, we're hearing from a number of different sources. I mean, varieties, people said that. I mean, comicbook.com. It's, you know, the um, rogerebert.com gave it three and a half out of four stars, the critic on there, and said this was the kind of film that Martin Scorsese was hoping for when he was talking about comic books having an auteur feel from the director. So, I mean... To me, that's big breaking news that not only is this going to be something viable, because even as, you know, last week I said, I, I'm not interested in this at all, really, I'll watch it. But not only is this going to be something that it was worth doing, but it might also be able to kickstart the DCEU, which I had zero hopes for with this. But man, what a, what a, that, wouldn't that be fantastic? I mean, yeah, they better throw big money at Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested. In, I've been interested in it from when they first announced it. So, I've kind of avoided a lot of the critics and critiques on the movie so far, um, because of like what Mark said. A, a lot of people when this movie when the movie first came out, a lot of it was just horrible as the reviews that came out. So when I went and saw that, or when I saw that movie. I went into it with that kind of negative connotation of, oh, this is going to be a horrible movie. It's not going to be any great. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, I can see, you can see the flaws in it. You can see the things in it. I think what this movie is going to do is show people what happens when, I think people get it, but what's going to happen is when you have the, when someone starts a movie with a vision and they're allowed to finish that movie with the same vision. I think what a lot of happened with Justice League, and we all know this, is that uh, Snyder started the movie, had a family, you know, tragedy, had to leave the movie and another director came in and, you know, directors are going to take it the way they want to take it. You know, they'll be like, okay, well, we can use some of this, but I want to do it this way. Um, this is the vision I have. So I think a lot of people are going to see Justice League and see what Zack Snyder was originally envisioning for this story to go and everything. So I think that's where a lot of that praise comes from. And, and again, we're in an internet age where you can't really escape a whole lot of things. Well, a lot of what I've heard about it is that it, like what Mark said, it's like, you know, one of the greatest superhero movies ever made so far. Um, it's such a great movie that it's a completely different movie than what was a, what, what the first, what originally came out. Um, and then that's one of the things I said, some of you guys saw, I said, this week, I think I'm going to watch the original Justice League and then watch this new Snyder Cut just to see what differences, you know, where the direction goes if it's just a lot of people were thinking oh I, even i was i was almost like, oh, the same movie just with two three four hours of extra just stuff in it 
you know, what's it going to make any better? But from what I have heard is that it is a completely different movie. Like it goes in a completely different direction. Um, you get right. to the same place, but it goes in a completely different direction to get there. So I'm kind of, I'm excited to see where it is. Now, am I hopeful that this is going to kickstart some new DC universe that movie universe that's going to rival the MCU? No. <laughs> but it's going to be a good DC movie to start with to keep as their like big Avengers type bring in these character movies. I do think it's going to be that. Will it bring back more Batfleck? We know he's in we know he's in Flashpoint and there's been rumor that there could be more of him moving forward after this. So we'll Sanders, what's your big thought on uh, on Snyder Cut coming out? He has a Batfleck poster in his room. <laughs> no. Um, I want to see how they put together um, such a disjointed story. As far as I was concerned, the movie was kind of broken up. Um, I didn't really get a picture, and I think that it's going to be answered in this, of you know why was there so much animosity between Batman and Superman? Where did that come from? What, what, where did it stem from? Why the distrust? I mean, obviously, Batman doesn't trust anybody anyway. Um, but you know what was going on there, and we we didn't we didn't get the whole picture. We didn't we didn't really get a, a movie that that explained a lot of the things that were going on, or, or you know. And so, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to um, you know seeing a, a more full picture. Um, I don't know. I didn't have very high expectations for this. If you want to know the truth, I just. I just love superhero films. And so I was excited just that another film was going to come out, but I didn't really think it was going to be all that great. Um, I'm excited to see that DC is getting some positive press. Um, I don't know that they've had that in a little while. Um, and so truthfully, I, I, you know, I'm going to have you guys over, hopefully, hopefully, and uh, we'll sit down, watch the movie and enjoy it together and uh, critique it and talk about it and then come back to this forum right here and uh share it with our fans you know i mean brooks if anybody should be excited about a justice league movie it should be a 12 year old who's really into comic books what are you excited about seeing what do you hope to get to see um i don't know just a better movie than what the other one was and a different one and and you know you hear that they're going to have more characters in this you know and one thing i mean going back to joe's point not only is it a more complete vision of what snyder set out to do i think he's also got to do kind of some in hindsight things that he would have maybe liked to have done but they've given him more money and more time to do now at this point i mean i think he's kind of gone past what his original vision was with the benefit of like seeing some of the things that didn't work in the last cut and they're, you know, I, I think we're going to see more characters. I mean, that, that that they've certainly said that, and there's all sorts of signs to that. And it's going to open up a lot, just a lot more. It's going to be a lot more of a fun film, I think. Did they they said it's funny. I mean, that, that's the one thing. Like, what scared me the most about it, watching these new black and white, you know, reels, and was the thought of a four-hour movie that was suitable for black and white with slow death and destruction around every corner with Steppenwolf you know killing people and cutting off heads and things like that and you know the reviews are this is you know it moves fast it's not slow it's funny it's a lot funnier than the theatrical cut and everything i'm hearing is music to my ears i mean I th i'm really excited to see it did they bring in jared leto as uh joker again apparently 
at least for some of it. We know there's dark sides going to be in it too, which is I'm probably not as a major role, but that's cool to see dark side on screen. Yeah, dark side is. Dark side is. Dark side is. Is he in it? Dark side is. <laughs> Did they bring J.K. Simmons back as Commissioner Gordon? I remember um, he was originally cast as Gordon, and I that dude like I mean he's J. Joe to Jameson. He, he just I mean, every role he's played. The first thing I ever saw him in was Oz, the HBO show. Definitely not one for kids. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's like killed every role I've ever seen him, to include the Allstate commercials um he's just he's great so see when they said that he was cast as a uh, commissioner gordon i was like man that's such a cool cast yeah and we know we've heard deathstroke's gonna be in it maybe i mean there's a whole i mean there's a, a whole bunch of different things aside from just the, you know the post credits scene we saw him last time that are that could be reopened here so it, it's exciting i'm excited do we have any I can't remember if we did before predicted because apparently there's a there's a superhero role that comes in towards the end that's supposed to shock everybody. Ambush bug. <laughs> I would be excited if it was Plastic Man. I'll take Plastic Man. Uh, Jim Carrey. Plastic <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, he'd be a good one. Yeah. You got to think they've got to do something with Green Lantern at some point, you know, post Ryan Reynolds, you know, failure, but, um, and he was missing out of the, the theatrical release. So who knows? Brooks, who would yeah. you like to see as a big cameo? Green Lantern. Green Lantern. There's another vote for Green Lantern. <laughs> I know rumor is that it's going to be Martian Manhunter. Oh. That's the rumor. That would be cool. I'd be all yeah, for that. Because he, yeah. he was one of the original members in the comics so that could uh you know i could definitely see that happen that'd be awesome i'd like to see a movie like you know, even martian manhunter be a main character he'd be a great i'd love to see what they do with him could be a great oh, man, they, they canceled it but um you know after event leviathan which hopefully they'll bring it back they seem to be bringing back sequels to those books now they just announced um they canceled there's the history of the manhunters um the Manhunters were these robots that were the first uh, Green Lanterns. They were originally the Guardians tools before the Green Lanterns. And they split off. And it's there's like their history and stories, like so much intri intrigue and stuff like that. So, I mean, they could literally, you know, the movies always take the material and combine them into more palatable stories. I could totally see them doing like a Martian Manhunter movie based on that type of concept with all this spy intriguery and intriguery is that even a word all this spy and intrigue and he where he's changing forms and stuff <coughs> well then just i mean he's a detective right his alter ego in the comic books a lot of times i mean isn't he yep. I mean, so you could build that in i mean that could be a really cool tv series so one of the things that um as we were getting ready to talk about tonight um, as we've mentioned with um, Bucky and with Sam, who were both kind of sidekicks to Captain America, um, we started to have a discussion on, you know, who are the best sidekicks? You could say in comics, you could say in TV, um, and and the fact that they're now a duo, so that it, it, it's kind of a bigger conversation, and sidekicks and duos, dynamic duos. Obviously, you've got 
somebody like Robin it might be the first character that comes to mind as a superhero sidekick, but there are tons of them out there. And I think our, our pal John, who's not on tonight, uh, brought up Beavis and Butthead as one of the uh, the ideal duos. It's hard to beat Beavis and Butthead. That, that's a pretty good one. Really is, uh, for sure. So we'll throw it around there for, for famous sidekicks or duos that you want to bring up. Laurel and Hardy. That's a good one. Speaking for Team Mangle, I'll, I'll say Brooks would probably say Mario and Luigi. <laughs> I was actually going to say Robin, I guess. Brooks was going to, he said he was going to say Robin. I, the, old, the old school comic fan of me would say Crypto. I was always a big Crypto fan when I was older. But I still get a kick out of seeing Crypto show up in the comics. It's funny as you were saying that. I was thinking earlier today, I was thinking about that. And I was like, who would I think? And I think it was uh, Ace, was the uh, Ace the Bad Hound kind of that yeah. side. <laughs> the bad man, right. say Crypto. I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, because you, you do you don't see him in the comics much or in tv shows much um but you know i my big exposure to him i think was was a batman beyond um where he wasn't necessarily a superhero but the character was there you know and then just yeah. seeing him in the comics you remember some of the old um justice league or super friends you had aquaman and aqualad yes mm -hmm. uh, who was not a great character. <laughs> no. I mean, if you're going to look at it kind oh. of thing, you're going to look, I mean, I think in that vein, um, sort of the, the, the sidekicks or, or, or one-offs of them would kind of fall into those Teen Titan roles. Mm -hmm. uh, some characters in those Teen Titans, because you had Robin who went into there, um, uh, Aqualad that was in there. Um, uh, so some of those characters that were in there that that kind of came in that you could go into that sidekick character thing for me just just because this is the, my vein um, of interest is would be Star Wars and for me one of the best sidekicks is Chewbacca you know being that ultimate sidekick to Han Solo who was you know in in the essence of a sidekick was always there always showed up uh, was the one who always kind of pulled him out of different things and there, you know, but he was that faithful sidekick companion um, that was there with, with Han Solo through all of it, um, <clears throat> you know, and then became the sidekick in the new trilogy kind of to th those new, the newer one to Ray Finn and Poe became the, their kind of the sidekick to them. Um, so as far as sidekicks go for me, I think that's one of my top, top picks for being for being, being that's one a of great pull yeah. you know you know um harley quinn actually really was a sidekick to joker for a long time uh we don't normally think about the sidekicks of villains um of course she's really coming to her own kind of like bucky's coming to his own you know mm -hmm. uh, starts off as a sidekick and becomes a full-fledged hero if you will um same thing with Robin, who became either Nightwing or, well, wh whichever character you want to take. But um, Harley Quinn was was a, a great sidekick and a, and a great crazy to uh, to compete with the Joker. So uh, that one just dawned on me. That's a good one. I, 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 yeah. I'm with Joe. Chewbacca, I mean, I kind of can't top that one. You know? No, no. That, that's got to be number one in the power rankings, right? That's a good, that's a good call. Way up there. 
I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out to Sam Humphreys in DC. The, as far as duos, I, the, I thought one of the more underrated books from rebirth was that green lanterns book that had Simon Boz and Jessica Cruz. I really dug that a lot. And I, I think as a, as a duo, they were, that was a pretty outstanding book that I really enjoyed. Um, I got, as far as like duos and from TV shows, I was thinking about this one earlier too, was, excuse me. And I don't know if you guys watch it or not, but it's a show Lucifer um you know and up until recently i think i just realized that lucifer was a dc character um in there but the tv show lucifer himself and then the detective he works with uh chloe decker uh the two of them that dynamic of uh basically lucifer just being he you know is the devil and constantly just tells people yeah i'm, I'm lucifer i'm lucifer morningstar i'm the devil but everyone thinks he's very eccentric, so they don't buy it. They're just like, oh, there's some crazy guy or some actor who's trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's what their whole relationship kind of bases off in the first few seasons of her being a detective, him being a special counsel to her and how he gets to it. Um, and then just this thought of watching them, him just be the devil and her not really catching on to it. Um the first couple seasons but just uh, for me their dynamic was really is one is a show that i really love and like watching with them am i dating myself as uh, for a duo if i do zan and jana as the wonder twins anybody follow am i too old here no that's great my alley with that one yeah so (laughs) not at all i watched the original cartoons yeah all right all right (laughs) I gotta say, when 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 I was reading comics in the '80s, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist was a huge duo. Sure. You know, now uh, you don't even say Power Man anymore; it's Luke Cage. You know, but but that I mean, the Heroes for Hire; those two were. It was a great book that was out all the time, and and I feel like you know, I think I think Netflix series did okay with Luke Cage. I like that. We've 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 talked about Danny Rand plenty and just what a <laughs> ridiculous show that was. Mm. I, I have I still have hopes for Iron Fist to somehow come back as a decent character, but not anytime soon. Did any of you watch the Cloak and Dagger uh, that they did? Um, I was a fan of the comics, and I I don't remember if that was Netflix that did the Cloak and Dagger, or if it was another one of the uh, like uh, I, I don't I don't remember which broadcasts did that. Um, I don't think that they did the best job that they could have. I think the casting was okay. The writing was poor, especially for a Marvel uh, show. And obviously we've never really talked about it here. So I, it didn't get a lot of press and it didn't get a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people didn't watch it. I, I did. Um, and I, I thought it was, as an old fan of the comic book, I, I, I kind of liked it. But any of you see it? No, I haven't, but I've actually heard good things about it. I mean, for the people I've heard from that have watched it said it's actually a lot better than you would think it was, you know, for the lack of attention they yeah, got. It, it ended too soon with two seasons, but uh, that's a good do it. They obviously, they, they are two halves of, of one when they come together, so. My, my uh, 12-year-old self would be upset if I didn't mention Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Those were always, that was always one of my favorite <laughs> duos from the Justice League International days. Uh. I feel like we when when you grew up watching TV in the eighties, we had Mork and Mindy, we had Simon and Simon, we had there were a lot of duo Cagney shows that were, were brought out. 
Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> Jody and Chachi. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but do and I and I think um we'll see where Falcon and Winter Soldier goes, but um, you know, all indications are it's gonna be a, a fun duo show which could go in any direction. We'll just have to wait and see. But I think that's got us you know, through part of um we might just sign off to mentioning a couple comic books um, to be on the lookout for. I know this week coming, we've got um, Justice League and Nightwing both have new writers coming on board. You've got Brian Michael Bendis doing Justice League now, and you've got Tom Taylor doing Nightwing, so you've got reboots of some DC lines. And Mark, I think you and Brooks have been following some more of the DC stuff than um, than I have through Future State, but yeah, I think, well, I, again, I always steal Gary's thunder with the Batman Future State uh, world, but they're, they're, they're going back and revisiting that after the uh, after the Future State comics. And, and you know, they kind of showed you where it ended up five years later, and now they're kind of showing you how they got there, which is an interesting story concept to begin with. And it's all, I mean, I, I think everything James Tynion's done has been awesome with that book. Um I'm really excited for Nightwing. I, I, I really like Tom Taylor. He's one of my favorite writers, you know, I mean, that, that DC is working with right now. I think that's going to be a, a really great book. I mean, all everyone's just raving about it. Um, and Bendis on Justice League's exciting just mm -hmm. in principle. I think Marvel-wise, we've got S.W.O.R.D., um, the ongoing S.W.O.R.D. series, which I think now people are, are much more aware of after coming through WandaVision. And you've got Sword's appearance in the MCU. So having a series out that people can jump into that's only um, on its fourth issue is pretty cool, too. I don't think Hayward's in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's already been arrested. Now, Brooks has been talking a lot. He really wants to see an Agents of Sword show following on the heels of what's been going on in WandaVision with Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis and, you know, kind of a play off the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that ABC had rolling with an Agents of S.W.O.R.D. You, you, you really like that concept, don't you? Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah no, I was, that's what I was going to say. I've heard that a lot. A lot of people want that kind of Darcy, Jimmy Woo kind of kind of show. You know, where they're where they're a duo, like that duo. So if you're looking at duos coming out of that, that right. Jim Wu uh Darcy kind of combo was something that people are really looking for, are really pushing for. They want to kind of show out of that, whether it's a limited series of that kind of a some people compared it to almost like a uh uh uh, uh X-Files Mulder and Scully type show that they're they're looking for so so i'm on board with brooks there I, that's a that's a show that i would like to to like see them come at some point in the future too so yeah and you could roll in colson and some of the other uh some of the other agents of shield people and have a really big show with smaller characters that could play for multiple seasons it could be a lot right and i have to say i i, I bought it but i haven't read it yet Last week was a Deadpool Nerdy 30 anniversary issue came out. Um, and there's always, there's, there's lots of rumblings about Deadpool. I think just this last week, one of the headlines was um, 
Kevin Feige signed off on on letting Ryan Reynolds do whatever he wants with the next Deadpool movie. Um, mm. So that could be fun. That's going to be a really interesting twist into the MCU when they, you know, they've already confirmed it's going to be rated R and just how they're going to play that into what has already been going on. I, I'm really curious to see how they make that work, if they can make it work, which they will, because they'd bat a thousand, it seems like. But it's, I'm really curious to see how they tie that in. Absolutely. I think that's going to wrap us up. Um, we are going to have a whole lot to talk about next week. <laughs> We've got, sure. I'm not sure um, how many people will sit and watch the whole Snyder Cut before next week. I know we'll all be watching Falcon Winter Soldier before next Monday. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll be chock full next week. I think that's a wrap. All right, guys. Sounds good. Take care, all. <laughs>